As featured in the November 2023 issue of Men's Health magazine, To Catch a Con Man is the very intimate and detailed true story of exposing one of the most prolific and successful serial con men to operate in the Midwest. A career con man who was able to get away with scamming and stealing in and around the suburbs of Chicago for more than 40 years. What's even more interesting is that he had never been arrested in Illinois for running his scams, some that date as far back as the 1980s. If there is a living devil and evil on this earth, it is him. To Catch a Con Man is brought to you by Studio 847 in Long Grove, Illinois. Could a hundred grand sustain my life? It couldn't even come close. So, so listen to me. If I was going to be in some sort of of con, scam, conniving thing, it'd be for millions. It wouldn't be for $100,000. Listener discretion is advised, as some of this programming contains language and content that might be offensive to some listeners. This is getting pretty good, isn't it? On the previous episode of To Catch a Con Man, Ricky Dugo quietly surrenders himself to the Lake County Jail, only to be bailed out by his sister Renee hours later. Adam finds an investigative reporter and starts to build both a relationship and partnership with someone who he now calls a friend. Thank God for Dorothy Tucker, as she could really make a difference in exposing Ricky Dugo. In this episode, Dugo finds every excuse in the book to extend his freedom before telling the court he's ready to make a deal. For the first time ever, you will hear Adam's victim impact statement. Sit back and enjoy to plea or not to plea. That is the question. Join me on this adventure to catch a con man. This is Adam Albin. At the time Ricky Dugo requests for the charges and cases to be severed, the defense opted for the potential trials to be that of a bench trial. Dugo did not want to have his case heard by a jury of his peers. Instead, he would put his fate solely in the hands of the judge. In my opinion, I thought that was a huge mistake. As with a jury trial, all you need for a case to be thrown out or for him to be found not guilty is one person that does not agree with the evidence and facts. It happens all the time in jury trials. It is now the end of January 2022, and Ricky Dugo is now facing 12 separate charges that if convicted of all of them, he could be looking at up to 75 plus years in prison. Now, there is zero likelihood that that will happen, and there is always a chance that Rick would try to plead out for probation or potentially if he was found guilty a judge could sentence him to probation and send him back out into the world to restart his con man business. I mean, you just never know. And I wasn't overly confident at all during 2022. 
as Dugo had hired and retained two highly qualified and really powerful defense attorneys, one that was well-known in Lake County and the other that was from downtown Chicago and had represented defendants like Jesse Jackson Jr. and most recently, one of the ComEd Four. The guy didn't lose, and I was worried that Lake County may not be prepared for this type of litigator, one that was very prominent in the federal court system and representing very large public clients whom always got off of their charges after he defended them. In a stroke of good fortune, around May 31st, 2022, Judge Daniel Shaines ruled in favor of a modified additional acts motion, meaning some of the victims that had like-for-like claims against Dugo would be allowed to testify for the prosecution. This was a huge victory for me and the team. If we were to actually go to trial, the defense would have to overcome witness testimony from not only myself, but also hear the details on three additional victim scams, which were identical in nature and execution as mine. Could this be the nail in Ricky Dugo's coffin? So as spring turns to summer, there is talk that the defense wants to negotiate a plea deal. At the time, during a case management conference in the April time frame, Judge Change mentions to both sides that it would be in their best interest to work towards a plea bargain. And this was the time to start the talks as the case was now a year old, and he wanted to get things moving forward in a direction for resolution. If they couldn't, he wanted to get the first trial date set for the fall of 2022. I preferred that about Judge Shane's. He was very likable and had a really solid bedside manner to both sides. At times, I thought he was overly nice to Ricky Dugo, but I think that that was just his nature as he treated every defendant with dignity and kindness and went out of his way to show mutual respect. Now, with a plea deal being front and center and in focus, Again, I am hearing from both Lake County as well as my feet on the street that Dugo is ready to negotiate a plea. Little did I know that this negotiation would stretch for almost six months and just turn into the con man conning the courts, buying time for him to stay free. The state tendered Dugo four different plea deals over the span of six months. And in August of 2022, Dugo verbally commits to telling the court he will take a plea deal and mandatory payment of restitution to be split up and paid between the four victims that have pending charges. 50 months of prison with $145,000 in restitution to be split up between those four victims. 
Lake County and the team are confident Dugo is going to come through on his end of the bargain. He had asked for some extended time to get his finances in order and to persuade his sister Renee Schulte to use her 401k as collateral. She would have to cash that out and pay the penalties and taxes and then give Rick the money. And he would then pay out the various orders of restitution. Part of the negotiated plea agreement, and something I personally had asked Lake County to make as a requirement, was I wanted to be afforded time in front of Judge Shane's to read a victim's impact statement. I was told it would have to be brief, in the five to six minute range. So I spent about five days preparing my letter to be read and submitted on the record with this case. I wanted to be heard. I wanted to say my piece. I wanted to look at Dugo while I spewed and let loose all of the pent-up emotions that I had kept inside of me for over four years. Dugo was set to plead guilty on Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. On Monday, September 12th, at 10 a.m., I receive an email from attorney Kevin Barrell. Adam, I'm being told the bank transfer from the source of the restitution payments has not yet been completed. I will not agree to a plea negotiation without the restitution payments first being made and the source being verified. So, this will not be a plea tomorrow. I am hopeful that it will still be completed by the end of September, but we don't have further information at all at this point. As soon as we do, we'll let you know. In other words, there will still be court tomorrow, but I expect that it will be a continuance to another date for plea. Kevin. At 12.37, I send my reply to Kevin and the team. Note that I am pretty upset as it's been a very emotional few days. I will not apologize for my words or coming across as a dick. It again was in the moment and very raw and very real. This is my response to Kevin. Kevin. A few notes, thoughts, and comments and questions for this group. 
Rick is dictating the pace here. This delay tactic is identical to what he puts each and every victim through. So now you know what it feels like to be strung along. That is exactly what he is doing. Was there a due date for the restitution payment to be received by Lake County for this plea deal? If so, when was that? Was the payment initiated, meaning has it been started? Have you any proof from his attorneys that they attempted to transfer the funds? If the payment was never initiated from Renee's 401k a week ago, then you would know Rick had no intention of moving forward with this plea deal. This is the time to get tough, Kevin. I hate to say it bluntly, but he is playing games with Lake County. He is adding additional stress to all four victims with charges that now will question if the plea deal will happen. Dugo's attorneys aren't being forthcoming, and Rick is pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. I will even venture to say he had no intention of pleading guilty tomorrow. Why would he? He is playing games with Lake County, and frankly, he has been. He had six weeks to filter this money to Renee. We all know it doesn't take that long. You know that he had ample time. Did the plea deal have a hard expiration date on it? As in, if the restitution payment isn't received by 11.59 p.m. Friday, September 9th in XXX escrow account, the plea deal is terminated and we will move forward on the first trial date on Judge Shane's calendar. Do you have a way to retract the plea deal altogether? Why afford him any continuance. He could ask for a continuance, which we know will be another six to seven weeks, and then come back on that date and say, you know what? I want a trial now. Can you ask Judge Shanes to set a trial date tomorrow as a backup and at least to have something on the schedule for when he defaults again? Why is there no penalty for not coming through on his end of the bargain? How many more times can he do this and get away with it? Will Judge Shames come down on Dugo to provide answers on what happened and how not to waste this court's time? I do know things happen in life, but this isn't one of those things. This has Rick's DNA and fingerprints all over it. This is how he operates. I would call his bluff and let Rick know the deal is off the table. Or go back to the defense team and tell them that since Rick defaulted on the arrangement, Lake County has to default on the arrangement as well and or require additional time in prison that will be added. What do you have to lose? I'm upset with this news. While not surprised, I think... Lake County was conned by Ricky Dugo, and his attorneys sold you a crummy bag of goods. If there is no penalty for delaying, you can't blame Rick for not making the effort. He isn't your average criminal. He's a pathological liar, a sociopath. Signed, Adam.
Suffice it to say, I was fuming. And I just knew, in my heart of hearts, that Dugo had played us all like a fiddle. And if you give him an inch, he will take a mile. It was time for Lake County and the prosecution to stop fucking around. The time was now to get tough and stand our ground. The prosecution did just that. They pulled the plea deal and requested the court's next available date. And we are now headed to trial. My case will be up first, as it is the case with the strongest evidence. It is at this time that Judge Shanes asks one of his associate judges, the Honorable Christopher Lombardo, to step in and take over this first trial. After a few minutes collaborating and checking everyone's calendar, a trial date is set. November 14th, 2022, I will get to face Ricky Dugo in court. Now, before I go further, I did want to read you the letter I wrote Judge Daniel Shanes. The plea deal was revoked and off the table, and with it, my victim's impact statement was never allowed to be heard. In fact, I have never read this letter to anyone. It was given to Lake County in preparation for the plea deal victim's impact statement that never happened. Note that this letter is long, and I made a few assumptions and gave my opinions. Most importantly, this is how I felt at the time. So if you want to know what was going on in my head, as I thought this nightmare was finally coming to an end, here you go. Fasten your seatbelt and let me take you on this wild ride. Your Honor, may it please the court, thank you for allowing me a few minutes to express my thoughts on what is now the end of a very long personal journey with the hope of seeking justice as it relates to this case. My name is Adam Albin. Mr. Dugo committed the crimes of theft by deception and theft with the intent to deprive from me in the late spring of 2018. This court should know he is also a convicted felon, pleading guilty in 2010 to theft in Ohio. Never did I imagine I would be providing the court with a statement on what Mr. Dugo has done to me. Moreover, 
how this crime has affected me. To quote a family swindled by Ricky Dugo in the 1980s, if there is an evil and devil on this earth, it is him. Before I start, I wanted to thank the Lake County State's Attorney's Office and your court for allowing me my voice to be heard. Without the hard work of Detectives Bill Bang, Detective Tony Thies, Attorney Kevin Barrell, Attorney Russell Kasky, Victims Witness Coordinator Melissa Burke, and so many others in that office under Mike Nierheim and Eric Reinhardt, none of this would have been possible. Additionally, I am grateful to both the Vernon Hills Police Department and the Lake County Sheriffs for keeping me safe while conducting surveillance and court-approved overhears. This conviction could not have been possible without you all, and I am grateful to have had such a solid team assisting. Today, a small bit of justice is served. Let me start by saying that this statement is for the hundreds of Ricky Dugo victims that have never had their chance to speak on the record, large in part to their statutes of limitations running out. Victims just like me, who had their hard-earned money swindled away by his deceptions. Hundreds of good citizens of Illinois have lost millions of dollars to Mr. Dugo's various deceitful scams. I have personally talked to many of these people over the past four years, each story detailing what Rick stole from them, how he stole from them, eventually stringing them along for months and or years with false promises of repayment for stolen money, until many of them lost hope and gave up trying to reclaim what was theirs. Not only did Ricky Dugo steal money from them, but he also stole their livelihood. Mr. Dugo stole their notion for what is good in this world, and he stole their dignity. Many of these victims that I have talked to were forced into bankruptcy. Many more lost their families, as the stress created such an empty hole of doubt and weight they gave up on themselves and couldn't find the air to breathe, nor the way out. I have listened to broken men and broken women who were taken by Mr. Dugo, so destroyed they contemplated suicide after being financially ruined by him. These victims still struggle every day because his actions against them left them with such deep financial destruction all in his wake. The sound of his name, Rick Dugo, makes their stomachs turn in knots and the sight of his face makes them physically sick. 30 years and counting, 30 years of victimizing citizens of Illinois and our surrounding states, 30 years of Ricky Dugo getting away with conning millions of dollars from good, hardworking, salt-of-the-earth people like me. 
walking into the court today, I relish the fact that I am a free man. I can come and go as I choose. I can feel the warmth of the sun on my face. I can watch my children grow and be the best father to them. See, I have something Ricky Dugo soon will not. I have my freedom. I often wonder if while Rick was devising his plans to steal from anyone and everyone he knew, did he ever think his freedom was the ultimate price to pay in the off chance he was finally caught? He did not. The past 30 years comes full circle here today. I firmly believe Rick Dugo will never stop ripping people off and or change in any way that will be positive regardless of the length of this sentence. Yet today, I have a renewed sense of hope, knowing he has finally been stopped and he is about to embark on his own new journey. The past 30 years of his criminal behavior stops today. Finally, after four years chasing Dugo, I can move on with my life and rebuild and reconnect on so many things that I have been struggling with. Mr. Dugo stole $18,700 from me. He stole my trust in others by consistently lying to me about the deal, stringing me along for months, thinking he was smarter than me. I constantly felt ashamed of making such a bad decision to trust him that I broke down many times to my wife and my children and my family. I lost faith in all good things and became angry and withdrawn to the point where I was willing to take matters into my own hands. Thankfully, my wife explained to me that I would be no better than Rick if I retaliated and he wasn't worth going to prison for. For me, this wasn't about the money he stole from me. It is and always has been about principle. See, Your Honor, my mama didn't raise no dummy. I made sure I documented everything, collecting all of the data between Rick and I and eventually Rick and so many others. After a few days of Rick lying about the deal, I knew what was happening. Rick takes great pride, deep pride in making you suffer. He takes great pride knowing he is inflicting financial pain and suffering. I think back to August 21st, 2018, when I took part in a court-approved overhear and felt the stress of wearing a wire so I could confront Rick Dugo in person and ask for my money back and get that conversation recorded. When you confront Rick and question him on where your money is, and when you demand he give it back, he starts to kick and scream and turns all shades of red to try to intimidate you so you feel threatened by him 
and worry that he will hurt you. Ricky Dugo verbally threatened me, saying we should settle this by fighting one another in the back of lifetime fitness. But I saw right through him, and I saw right through his physical threats. I stood my ground. His bark is louder than his bite. As I listened to him talking in circles and lie to my face repeatedly, it confirmed my thinking that Ricky Dugo is a complete sociopath. When I asked Rick about the whereabouts of my money, he swiftly answered, spinning lines of lies and deceit, and that the deal was coming, and if not, he would rewind my money back to me. After the wiretap, he even called me back and gave me specific dates he would start paying me back, the money that he stole from me. Suffice it to say... He never came through on that promise, once again trying to hide the deception by giving me false hope. He lacks compassion for others. He doesn't feel stress, as for him, lying is his only job. Stealing from others, living a certain lifestyle, paid for on the backs of countless hardworking victims, is his modus operandi. He has no feelings. He cares for only himself. He is a textbook career criminal. I should petition Webster's Dictionary and have a picture of Ricky Dugo added as an example of the definitions of confidence man, swindler, thief, cheat, fraud, etc., With the help of some of Rick's oldest and closest ex-friends, I was able to start compiling a list of other victims that recounted the same stories and same scams Rick had been pulling over that were just like mine. Days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, and I found that after three to four months, I had talked to about 60 Ricky Dugo Financial Crime Victims. Over the past four years, I've had conversations with a hundred more. All Rick Dugo victims go through the same cycle. Rick pitches the idea of him helping you out with empty promises of making you money. He presses you for a quick decision and reiterates you can't tell anyone about this deal. He sells the offer by telling you his door is always open. He gives you his cell phone number and the address to the house where he lives to set you at ease. He promises to come through on the offer within a week and then responds to all of your texts and calls by saying it is happening and the deal is coming. Then, in typical conman fashion, he calls you in a panic, saying that there is a problem unrelated to your money, but in order to complete the deal, you need to give him even more money. He reminds you to tell no one that it is too sensitive to discuss to anyone, and that if you do tell anyone, you are out of the deal altogether. You are already invested in this deal. You feel trapped 
you feel threatened and he plays to your emotions and forces you to give in as you have no other play. This goes on for weeks or months or years. I can tell you, I didn't sleep for the first four months after Rick propositioned me with this scam and I gave him all that money. I lost 15 pounds as I couldn't eat. I work in sales as a commissioned account manager. The lack of focus and additional stress compounding and I found myself withdrawing into a black hole. I couldn't focus on my work and my career suffered. I lost track of time as every conversation with a new Ricky Dugo victim ended with them leading me to yet another potential victim to call and talk to. That first few months, I heard countless stories of Rick Dugo financially decimating victim after victim, entire families ruined. I was physically sick every day. I battled intense depression and constant struggle to get out of bed in the morning as I just wanted to die due to the pain and sadness I was feeling from the stories I was hearing. The great weight I felt for what he did to me and the amalgamation of what he did to hundreds of others. $18,700 of my money wasn't a big deal. The estimated 8 to $10 million he stole from others was. I knew too much. It hurt me then, and it still hurts me today. The weight of what I heard was intense. It crushed my soul, making it terribly hard to feel anything less than pitiful. Chasing Ricky Dugo has taken me on all sorts of twists and turns. It has been something I have carried inside of me for four and a half years. Today is the first time in a long time I can breathe easier knowing all of those days I wanted to give up, that I wanted to give in and move on were finally worth something. After I broke down and admitted to my children what I was going through with Rick, I made them a promise. This was my moment to teach them a very important life lesson. I promised that I would never give up my fight for justice and to stand up for what is right versus what is wrong. I promised to see this through and to make sure I stood up for myself in the process. Standing up here now is me standing up hand in hand with the countless other Ricky Dugo victims watching justice finally prevail. I didn't give up. I saw this through. I stood up for myself. I stand here today, Your Honor, for each and every Ricky Dugo victim. Today, I am proud that the commitments I made to my kids and other Ricky Dugo victims have been fulfilled. I can rest easier knowing I saw those through 
until the end. Today, I feel a little better knowing Ricky Dugo is finally being punished and is heading to prison where he belongs. I backed Rick into a corner and with the help of the Lake County State's Attorney's Office made sure there was no way out. The residents of Lake County can rest easier knowing a 30-year-plus criminal, Mr. Dugo, is heading to prison for the first time in his life. Today, we, the victims, finally win. Regarding the plea offer, I wanted to provide the court, your honor, with my thought for the record. Twelve felony charges ranging from class ones through class fours pled down to a single class two felony seems light in what I deem as right and just. Fifty months with 145000 in restitution payments to be split up between four victims doesn't make all of us whole. It makes me whole, but not the others. I recommend more prison time and for Ricky Dugo to pay back everything he stole from the four victims. It only seems fair to me. Restitution should be mandatory for exactly what he stole. It is documented. Jim, $607,000 in cash. Lou, $34,000 in cash and $100,000 in finance property. Cat, $50,000 in lost money for loans Rick conspired her to take out, forcing her to commit what he knew was loan fraud. The thought of him being able to buy an early release with stolen money funneled through his sister's retirement account is money laundering 101. I also think being able to launder wrongfully obtained gains and stolen money to buy his way out sooner is totally wrong. But that's just my two cents. Kind of interesting that a man without a job who hasn't worked a real job ever, a man who has not inherited large sums of money, can find a way to pay back $145,000 in cash to the victims, pleading guilty to one Class two felony affords him just one year on parole. Every fiber of my being tells me he will revert back to his nefarious ways as soon as he is paroled, or maybe even sooner. My main goal has always been to mitigate future citizens and neighbors from being victimized by Ricky Dugo. Is this penalty fair and just? To me, Your Honor, it isn't. Will it protect those same citizens from Rick's cons? In my humble opinion, Your Honor, it will not. The psychological, mental, physical, and financial tolls we, the collective of victims, have endured doesn't equate to the deal Ricky Dugo has been able to negotiate here, Your Honor, today. 
time served versus his plea deal affords him early release. Good behavior allows him to serve just 50% or less than this plea deal. Do the math. 25 months in prison, 760 total days, 18,240 hours, 1,094,400 minutes. If I had a say, and what I would have preferred was six years serving three and full restitution of $18,700 pertaining to my case only. Yet, as much as I think this is a weak punishment, I do not want what was negotiated to diminish my appreciation and the end result of real prison time. I am so very thankful that attorney Kevin Barrell followed through on his commitment to me. Prison being mandatory for this case. Not a single Ricky Dugo victim believed me when I said he would end up in prison. They had lost hope in the justice system. Many still heard that Rick was wreaking havoc and stealing money from anyone and everyone he could. Today is a little victory for us, and I suppose knowing he is going to prison, paying part of what he stole, and the fact that I finally get to be heard in public is my own personal victory. would like to speak directly to Ricky Dugo. It is over. You have been beaten. You have been judged, and the con game ends now. You had a good run. Well, really great 30-plus year run. This is an opportunity for you to make good use of your time. You have the people skills. You would have really made more money legitimately working a real job, something respectable. Stop lying to your children about what you are and what you do to support them, as one day they will be old enough to see you for what you are, a complete and utter fraud. Instead, leave them a legacy that is good and decent a legacy that wasn't obtained by ill-gotten gains. Apologize to anyone and everyone you have hurt by your lies and deceit. Show some humility, pay them back, and get some help for what is wrong with you. 
Just because you are broken inside doesn't mean you can't heal and or get better. Because whether you believe it or not, you are very sick. I believe if you wanted to, you could change and be a better human being. Start small. You have the next 25 months to think about it. You have the next 25 months to create a plan for what comes next. I do hope you take full advantage of this time incarcerated to become the best version of you. Because as much as this is a punishment, it is also an opportunity. I will always be a victim, and I will always be an advocate for all your past victims and potentially your future victims. I have connections to you that run so deep into your world, your head would explode. Mark my words, if I hear of you continuing on with your crimes... I, too, will continue to go back to the state's attorney's office without any hesitation and in a moment's notice to put you on notice. I will go back to the media, and we will go back down that route of exposing you once again. Remember my name, Adam Albin, as I will always be the one that stood up to you and beat you at your own game. I personally wish you the very best on this next journey. I hope you make it an adventure of sorts. Respectfully, Adam Albin. games with Judge Shane's and the prosecution, everything comes to a head in late summer of 2022. For the first time ever in public, you heard Adam's victim impact statement, which was the culmination of over four years of working to take Ricky down. It was so personal, so raw, and chock full of so many emotions that you just had to have felt a little of what Ricky Dugo put his victims through. If you're fascinated by this story, please tell your friends and family about it. If you want to help change the narrative, please listen to the afterthoughts coming up right after our last episode of To Catch a Con Man. Season one wraps up next, but not before a stumble by the Lake County technology team that could have huge implications at the trial. Adam has a premonition in a dream, one that could foreshadow what is to come next. Get away from every little thing Just to try to make it through 
thinking about my options Every detail in my head But it doesn't really matter Nothing matters so I cry instead Nothing left. 